Welcome to the Michigan Opportunity, an economic development podcast featuring candid conversations with business leaders across Michigan. You'll hear firsthand accounts from Michigan business leaders and innovators about how the state is driving job growth and business investment, supporting a thriving entrepreneurial ecosystem, building vibrant communities, and helping to attract and retain one of the most diverse and significant workforces in the nation. Hello, my name's Ed Clementi. I'm your host today. And we have two guests today. We're very fortunate. Conrad Haremza, Senior Regional Director at Proximo Spirits in Michigan, Ohio, and West Virginia, but he's based here in Michigan. And then also we're fortunate to have Jamie Wright, and it's Regional Sales Manager, Detroit City Distillery. But you have CSS after your name, Jamie. What does that mean? Yeah, so that's actually um, a certified specialist of spirits. So similar to uh, sommelier, CSW and wine speak, um, it was a really great test that my old distributor helped us go through and I passed. So now I have a really cool accreditation. Yeah, I, I want to maybe hear a little bit more about that too when we get to your portion. But what we decided ahead of time, we're going to start out with Conrad because he's the current chair of the Michigan Spirits Association. And I know that uh, him and I have known each other a while from my days at Liquor Control. And, uh, but Conrad, why don't you first say a little bit, first about what the Michigan Spirits Association is? Yeah, the, the uh, Michigan Spirit Association actually has been around for over 50 years. We were established in 1967. And uh, we, have, we currently have 46 members, representing about 74% of the spirits sold in the state of Michigan, which is, you know, over almost nine and a half million cases sold sold last year. You say spirits. I just want to make sure not everyone knows the difference, but there's like three broad categories, right? There's spirits. And why don't you define spirits? And then the other two are like beer and wine, right? Correct. So uh, spirits, it, those cases are everything that falls in the uh, uh, state system for the state of, of Michigan. So high, high spirits product. And why don't we give a little plug for Proximo, because you work for them, but uh, what do you guys distribute some of your flagships or whatever you want to mention? Yeah, so my uh, daytime job is with Proximo Spirits. Uh, we are uh, the, uh, we come from the original Cuervo family. So, uh, you know, our, our big brand is Jose Cuervo. We're very heavy tequila based. Jose Cuervo, 1800 tequila. But we've also branched into the whiskey categories of Bushmills Irish Whiskey Proper 12, uh, we're in the American uh, 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 whiskey category as well, Stranahan's, Pendleton out west. So we do a little little bit of everything. Uh, we also, a uh, big sector of ours is the the ready-to-drinks that you would maybe see in your, your supermarket, the Jose Cuervo Authentics, uh, 1800 RTDs, et cetera. So really, um, tequila is uh, what, what definitely uh, drives our business. And can you... Sort of give, and this is because I know you from before, but kind of explain how the system works a little bit because you're sort of like a manufacturer sales rep, I'm guessing, right? And and you guys sell all, no spirit is sold in Michigan unless it goes through mainly most of your members, right? For the Michigan Spirits Association, correct? Correct. So, the, you know, after prohibition, we are part of the three tier system, which uh, basically as a structure that, uh, you know, producers can sell their own products uh, to wholesalers and distributors sell it to retailers and only retailers can sell it to consumers. So there's, there's three 
three tiers to it. It's supplier, um, distributor, and then to your local store or bar. And then obviously that's where the consumer, um, you know, picks it up from there. But, you know, we are, me and Jamie are in the, the um, we are in the supplier side or the first part of the three tier system. Yeah. And because you mentioned Jamie, I'm going to ask her, I'm going to go out of order and ask her a question, but um, who did, you worked for the biggest distributor in Michigan for, was it Great Lakes? I can't yes, remember who yeah. you worked for. Yeah, it was for uh, Great Lakes Wine and Spirits for 14 years. And and they sell both wine and, I mean, with their name, right? It's pretty yeah. obvious. But they had beer for a little while also. Um, I was only ever, uh, well, I was on the wine side for about five minutes, but then I was majority on the spirit side. And that's probably where you and you and Conrad have worked together before, right? At one time? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've known, known Conrad for probably well over 10 years at this point. And also, um, you're on the board, aren't you, as well, for the Michigan Spirits Association, too, right? Yeah. Yep. I actually sit as the small distilleries director. So I, I represent all the small craft distilleries around the state, making sure that our needs are being advocated for, and not just all the big guys. Yeah. And we're going to come and, back and, and, to you. Oh, go ahead, Conrad. Sure. No, yeah. And, and that's, a, that's a good point. You know, I said we represent 74% of the uh, distilled spirits in Michigan, but that includes big brands or national brands, obviously like Jose Cuervo, but um, also small local distillers here in Michigan, uh, which uh, Jamie falls into that category. Yeah. And why don't you, um, a couple other things I think you do is pretty interesting. I don't think people realize how many people work for the entire industry, not for you specifically, but like how many drivers are out there. I mean, I know, you know, some of those numbers off the top of your head being the chair. Uh, well, I, the, the exact number of jobs. I, I don't need to know that exactly, but just exact. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. We generate a, a lot of jobs in the state of Michigan. Um, that, that is when you think of every of the three tiers we just talked about, you have the suppliers where we're at, you have the distributors, which we talked about, Great Lakes Wine and Spirits. Uh, RNDC is another one. You figure um, their sales force then included the drivers that then distribute to the bars and restaurants. So, you know, the, the jobs that are provided uh, in in that window with with liquor, with the amount of revenue, it's, it's a lot of jobs to the state of Michigan. And, you know, a lot of revenue is generated through the state system for um, – uh, for Michigan, actually 622 million in 2021. Yeah. And I know that, um, you know, that tax is a uh, big revenue. I know for Michigan liquor control, but I also know that you guys practically like, for example, some of your sales reps and drivers, don't they go all the way up to the UP and everywhere else? I mean, they cover the whole state, all your 40, whatever, 46 organizations do, right? Correct. For the uh, the ADAs or delivery agents um, contracted by the state of Michigan, uh, under their agreement, they must cover every county in the state of Michigan, which obviously means the UP, etc. So yes, coverage across the whole state. And um, I don't know if I want to confuse the listeners anymore, but I might take a chance. Uh, we're a controlled state. So I mentioned up front that you're in three different states. So can you give a quick sort of layman's definition of what a control state is too, a little bit? Yes. And a control state's name can be a little deceiving because obviously we're a regulated uh, uh, item across the country, but there are, there's 17 states 
that uh, the that the state has a monopoly on the liquor uh, sold in that state. And Michigan pertains to be one of these that is one of these. And uh, Ohio is another. And West Virginia in the Midwest is is a third. But, you know, just, you know, out west, you, you get uh, Oregon, Montana, Wyoming, Idaho, um, Iowa, Mississippi, Alabama. Out east is North Carolina, Virginia, Maine, Vermont, uh, New Hampshire are basically what consists of the control states. Yeah, it, it's pretty fascinating. And I think a lot of this, too, as you mentioned earlier, sort of derived after prohibition, right? And uh, a lot of these rules are sort of like the old blue laws, you know, I'm like, as you know, my family owned a bar and I was, I was a bartender for a long time too. So I'm pretty familiar with the industry, but I know we got into the business uh, after prohibition, I'm going to say up front, in case I got any family members listening. But uh, I think that um, the, uh, a lot of this is very interesting and it's, it really has impacted, I think, a big issue is the hospitality angle, too. I mean, and I, we'll get more of that, I think, with Jamie a little bit. But I, I think how you guys sort of fit into pure Michigan, too, with a lot of these things, right? Yeah, a- absolutely. Um, you know, we, we do have uh, we do fit into pure Mis- Michigan. Um, obviously, part of the MSA, too, is promoting responsible consumption of distilled spirits. But um, like like we said, with the jobs they create, um, we are definitely uh, part of the part of that. Well, why don't you dive just a little bit more into that responsible drinking? I know that's a big issue for you guys, and you guys are pretty focused on it. Why don't you just kind of explain what that means to the general public a little bit? The responsible drinking is you know we want to to grow the business, we want to uh, bring revenue to the state of Michigan, which which helps everybody but also do it in a responsible way. Obviously, making sure that uh, working with our um, with our accounts to make sure uh, people are of age, drinking responsibly, not over-serving, et cetera. So we, we do a lot of events. We do an event in the spring, um, Michigan Spirits, Pure Spirits event. Uh, we do a lot of events uh, to help promote responsible drinking. And I'm going to shift over to Jamie now a little bit. Why don't you explain, like, first of all, give your first sort of like your quick speech of what the Detroit distillery is. And I, you know, I know, I think you're located in the Eastern market, right? I've mm-hmm. yeah. been there. Well, yeah, that's one of our locations. Jeff. Okay. Yeah. I've, well, I've been to the one at the Eastern market, I should say. So why don't you explain a little bit what, how, you know, what you guys are all about? Awesome. Yeah. So we've been around now. Um, it'll be, eight years in September. And um, we started out in the tasting room that you were talking about in the Eastern market. Um, It was always really important to the guys. Um, We've got uh, eight different um, partners, but we've got two that are actually active every day. Um, JP Jerome, who's our master distiller and Michael Forsyth, who is our creative marketing, everything else, basically guy. And it was really important to them to be located in the city because they knew that by doing that, they were going to have to hold themselves to a seriously high standard. So when they were able to secure the spot, um, the tasting room on Riapel Street in Eastern Market, they were they were ready to run. And they saw within a year that it was working and it was working well. So they started looking for a larger space where they could have a larger still. 
um, our first tasting room only had a 50 gallon copper pot still. So it would take over a week to distill just one barrel of whiskey. And with the demand, that wasn't going to do it. So they ended up finding um, right across Gratiot at Maple is the old Stroh's ice cream factory. So they closed the deal on that in 2017, opened it in 2018. And that is our official whiskey factory where our 500 gallon copper pot still stands. And like, why don't you mention just a few of the products real quick? Because uh, I don't know everything you make there. So go ahead. Well, what's great is our lineup is actually not as expansive as a lot of other brands because we don't believe in doing a lot of things good. We believe in doing a few things really great. Um, And the first one, the best one that we do is our butcher's cut bourbon. Um, It's award-winning, just over two years old. Uh, It's a high rye bourbon. So it's 68% corn, 27% rye, 5% toasted barley malt. There's that CSS in me coming out. It really just standed for spirit nerd. Um, So we have our butcher's cut bourbon. We also just released our four grain bourbon last October um, and our homegrown rye whiskey. And actually all three of those are San Francisco World Spirit Competition winners. So we're really excited about that. Um, The Butcher's Cut Bourbon and the Homegrown Rye both won double gold. And the Homegrown just brought home gold. I'm sorry, the Four Grain Bourbon just brought home gold. And, you know, you represent, I guess, on the MSA board, all sort of distilleries, right? I, I assume. So what does that mean? Like, what do you think you guys buy? What makes you unique? Because I know, I know distilleries is sort of a sort of a recent phenomena, somewhat in Michigan, like the last ten years. But but I mean, it's really grown. So what do you what do you find commonality? You know, do you guys all talk to each other? Like all the distilleries, do you know each other? Um, we all really do actually know each other, um, mostly because we all worked at distributors together. We all came up together. Um, you know, I'm great friends with uh, Kim from Coppercraft or Sarah from Valentine. Um, I helped launch two James whiskey when it opened up. So there, there's never been a sense of a feeling competition. Um, I always say rising tides raise all ships. So as long as the Michigan category is growing, we're all going to be growing. Um, Traverse city whiskey company is on fire, iron fish, uh, mammoth, great friends with the guy at mammoth. Um, he actually put me up in his Airbnb one time when I was up North doing some work in the field out there. So we really don't have a sense of competition um, and we all produce great spirits. So we definitely have that in common. Yeah. Why don't you mention just to give a little geography of the state? I mean, I, well, big fit, I've been by it. Is that Manistee? I can't remember where it is. Um, Ironfish? Yeah. Ironfish. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yep, yep. That's up near Manistee. Um, Coppercraft is, I believe, in Holland. Um Valentine is in Ferndale. Two James is downtown with us. Two James was actually the first distillery. We were the second in the city. You're listening to the Michigan Opportunity, featuring candid conversations with Michigan business leaders on what makes Michigan a leading state to live, work, and play. Listen to more episodes at michiganbusiness.org forward slash podcast. What about buying local product? I mean, I think you mentioned to me in a pre-call that you guys try to purchase local Michigan-grown products at times, if you can. Yeah, so that's one thing that's really, really, really important to us and actually kind of sets us apart from some of the other Michigan 
is we just we we really strive to use 100% Michigan product. Um, we use all Michigan grain. Our grains are milled in Dexter at Dexter Mill. We work with farmers all across the state for diff- all different types of um, materials. We have our corks are made up in the thumb. Um, even our botanicals for our gins, which are incredible, um, are come from our neighbors right in the Eastern Market. We're right next door to Germac. And basically, if it's available in Michigan and it's grown in, or produced in Michigan, that's what we're going to use. And um, this question is going to be for both you, but I'm going to start with Jamie first anyway. But uh, what sort of trends do you see as you move further on into the, you know, do you see any, what is the future you think of distilleries or what do you think? And I'll ask the same question to you in a second, Conrad. Well, um, definitely, obviously, everybody has seen the surge, the resurgence of whiskey and bourbon and people really getting back to the roots of what they like to drink and being allowed to drink what they want to drink and not, it doesn't have to be 10 years old anymore. It doesn't have to be limestone water, all these things. People are starting to realize that whiskey is whiskey. So in terms of trends, there's all kinds of things out there. There's different flavors. There's different secondary finishes. Um, our trend is good whiskey. And that's the trend that we have said we're going to hang our hat on. Um, instead of trying to find what's the next big flash, we're going to continue to produce award-winning bourbon rye. And that's, that's our trend. Um, Conrad, obviously you're at a more macro level on a lot of these sort of trends and future challenges, all that. What do you see sort of on the horizon for the spirits industry, you know, either globally or Michigan or nationally? Absolutely. And, uh, you know, speaking of Jamie's growth, like we said, first in, in Michigan, you know, we did say we were up to 622 million, but that is up, uh, up over 129 million over the last three years. So our category has seen, um, you know, large growth, but, you know, one issue, you know, actually the MLCC, we just had a hearing regarding supply chain, um, supply chain issues. And it, you know, it's, it's really not the liquid, but it's the glass, the caps, and this isn't, you know, one supplier, but it's, it's something that we're all experiencing and manpower and logistics and driving. So, you know, the media issue is just still trying to work through supply chain issues like, you know, many other industries. And, you know, this is a question I uh, sort of ask uh, everybody. So you're both going to get a chance. But you guys have both been in your careers a long time. And uh, what advice, like if you could go back and talk to your high school selves, you can go first, Conrad, but uh, how would you have done things differently? Because, you know, it's such a big issue in Michigan. And Jamie, I hope you text your years a little bit with how much talent you keep in the state because a lot of people come that are like to be near your location too. So um, Conrad, why don't you go first? Well, I, I think that my younger self or advice I give today, because we are an industry that's continuing to grow and a lot of people want to get in. It is a fun industry, um, you know, but I always just, you know, always give the advice of, you know, as far as, getting in on the ground level, not being worried what you, what at the short term goals, what you're making, or, you know, it's what you learn. So, you know, I kind of started that learning a little later and I'd tell myself, you know, at the beginning, don't, don't worry about that first where you're moving position, but, uh, you know, try to get the experience, volunteer where you can to help with maybe a distributor on a festival and event just to learn more. 
and and the rest will will come your way. Yeah, and I would even say you you're demonstrating it, but also leadership. You're, you know, I'm I'm sure it's one of the jobs to be the chair of the uh, Michigan Spirits Association. I, sometimes it's probably like no one else wants to do it, and sometimes it's like you want to do it. But I, I think it's just great for anybody that's chair of any organization. It's never easy because that's extra time, like you said, your day job is competing with you also helping out an organization, which I think is pretty critical too. Um, all right, Jamie, what do you think? Because I think you really see more talent probably at your location than other parts of Michigan, even right. For people who want to be around that culture, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. We're at every event, anytime we're at the street bar, um, we always have people coming up to us and saying, you know, are you hiring for anything? We just want to be a part of it. And I always try to explain, like, this isn't where you actually start. I mean, it, it'd be great if you did. But for the most part, you know, you got to you got to earn your seat and you got to to Conrad's point, you got to dig in at the distributor. Um, best piece of advice I would ever give is allow yourself to be uncomfortable. Um, I look back and there's some things that I never had a chance to do. And not that I couldn't do them now, but it'd be a little bit of a step backward and I'm like, man, I'm really, I really wish I would have rounded out my resume or rounded out my experience, but I sat in my comfort level for a long time. And I would say, I would say continue to work and move on, work on yourself and, and grow and learn because this industry is not going to be the same tomorrow as it was yesterday. And you got to be able to roll with that. Yeah. I know. Even in my years at the liquor control, it seemed like it was a different challenge like every year for something different that you couldn't have anticipated um but wait i should have asked you both this did you guys start with you jamie but did you grow up in michigan or you where'd you go to high school where'd you grow up around here yeah i did actually um i grew up in chesterfield graduated from lance cruz north um out in macomb county and as an east sider for a long time moved up to genesee county for a while um lived there for almost 10 years uh, worked that market, worked all the way up by Saginaw Bay City. And just about 11 years ago, I moved back home, um, living in Clinton Township now with my two daughters. So Jamie, I'm going to let you finish up. What is your favorite spot in Michigan? So I would definitely say in Michigan, we have a very unique opportunity to go up north. I don't think any other state has an up north um, or a west side the way quite like Michigan does. And I, my favorite thing to do as much as I can in the summer is get over to that west side and north a little bit along the Lake Michigan coastline and just go anywhere. Pick a spot. You can go to Ludington. You can go to the Silver Lake Sand Dunes. My, me, my daughters absolutely loved. We did that last summer. Um, obviously, Michigan's Adventures, they're going to you know, drag me to an amusement park. So, but it's. It's, it's the whole pure Michigan aspect. Um, so my favorite part of Michigan, that's a really tough question. It's, it's definitely just going to have to be that West coastline. And Conrad, what do you consider your favorite spot in Michigan or festival or event or what you like to do too? Well, uh, like I said, I did grow up in Port Huron. So I, I would be remiss if I didn't mention the lakes in the summertime uh, Tigers opening day is always a good one. And uh, like I said, from my hometown, the Port here on the Mackinac boat races is, is a pretty cool event. Yeah, that's pretty famous. I think even around the United States, people come for that race. Um, well, I think we're going to end on that note. So I want to thank both our guests today. 
Uh, Conrad Haremza, he's the Senior Regional Director at Proximo Spirits in Michigan, Ohio, and West Virginia. And then also, I want to thank Jamie Wright. She's, oh, we forgot to ask, the CSS, you're a Somalia. What does that mean again? Why don't you explain that just a little bit before you tune out? Yep. So that is actually um, a certified specialist of spirits. Um, I was had been doing this for about 10 years or so, and we had the opportunity to go through this course. Um, we studied for about six months. Great Lakes Wine and Spirit sponsored it for us. Um, so we all had the opportunity to take the test, and I took the test and passed. We won't say with what, but passed on my first try, so I never have to take it again. And it was a really cool opportunity to really dig into the history, the background, and all the workings of every different type of spirit. I learned what made a gin a gin, what made a vodka a vodka, a bourbon as opposed to a rye. And it's just, it's knowledge that I'm going to be able to use for the rest of my life, unlike algebra. So, <laughs> yeah, it's a real hands on practical. Um, otherwise, again, you're the regional sales manager at Detroit City Distillery. Uh, Thanks again, and uh, we appreciate both of you taking time out of your busy schedules to be here today, and see you next time. Join us for the next show, where we hear Anthony Garofoli, Country Managing Director at Altair. Learn about the multinational information technology company that's in our backyard. The Michigan Opportunity is brought to you by the Michigan Economic Development Corporation. Join us and make your mark where it matters. Visit michiganbusiness.org forward slash radio to put your plans in motion.